Welcome to the Authentic Feminine Ecstasy podcast, a place where we explore our innate intimate freedom. And today I'm here with the presence of Viola Oschutz, and her passion is about water and how water can be the element that can support us to connect to source, to life, for mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. So welcome, Viola. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Um, I guess water brought us together. Um, it has been not very long that we got to know each other. And I really, really uh, thank you for letting me speak in the name of the water and give it a voice, uh, which is kind of my, my desire no? and my, my passion. So the first question I'd like to ask you is, tell me what makes you feel most connected to your feminine wisdom? Of course, um, I connect through the water to the movement and also to the opening of the voice, which I feel like which connects us all, which connects us with our inner voice. And yeah. That's how I feel this connection. Mm -hmm. So you connect to your deepest wisdom through the water and through voice. So very much vibration. That's kind of what makes you tune in, right? And so what I like to ask you next is why are you interested in water? Tell us a little bit how the basics of how you come into this realization and this passion about water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess the story begins in like more the physical space, no? looking for uh, um, solutions um, to get better health to my family. Um, it was like this, this thought like, okay, maybe water is a way to clean our bodies from toxins that get into our bodies when we travel or like my husband working uh, a lot in environments where there's a lot of pollution. No? When he came back, he always felt sick and the immune system came down. So I had this, this idea to find a, a solution in the water for cleaning the body. And then um, through coachings, to connecting with myself and finding out what is my true passion, no? what is uh, what I brought here, what, what is what I would like to live and, and give uh, to humanity, um, I got deeper and I felt that water really is my passion. No? To learn about life through water, what can water tell us about life? How can we live life in harmony? How we can get back to nature? And for me, this path and this door that opened was the water. Mm, okay. So tell us about this path. Tell us what have you discovered yeah. so far about water as a path? Yeah, so many things. <laughs> Where should I start? Um, I my, my first influences no, the fascination came from for example the, the images that Masaru Emoto did by freezing water uh, he could see the water molecules in form of hexagonal stars shapes um, which is 
like a very uh, stable structure for life. And this is the structure that water has when it's in harmony. Um, I really, really got fascinated by this. And then I learned uh, through a man that was called Victor Schauberger. He has been working in the in the forests. He was caretaker for the forests and was living through the wars, the Second World War. And he, observing the water, found out so many interesting things, how water is recreating itself, how um, water needs movement and which kind of movement. So all these observations, they make us learn about life. And it's so fascinating to see. Um, yeah, the similarities, no, to, to find out how can we live life in harmony, um, by learning about the elements and in my case, like specializing in the water, because the water is never the same water. It is always influenced, um, by the, by the uh, elements. It needs the sun, needs uh, the minerals, it needs the movement, it's connected to the air and it's, it's connecting us all. And I started out with like a question, what is water? <laughs> it is like, what is life? No, are we re really able to, to say what, what is life? Um, and one thing I understood was this explanation that water is like the vehicle, which is moving between the polarities between yin and yang. It is always looking for harmony, always looking for balance. Mm -hmm. For me, that was very symbolic, no? very revealing mm -hmm. to understand. So when you say that, it makes me feel that the water is the connecting element within all the elements. So for example, fire, it's about alchemia, transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And air would be about movement and dealing with space and emptiness and the invisible yeah and earth would be like uh the the ground that that, that can nourish us and hold us and the water in your discovery or in your passion for it you define it as the connector yeah of all the other elements yeah and the source of the formation of life yeah because i have talked in other episodes mm -hmm. about water as the capacity to feel the receptivity, the sensuality, the capacity to flow. And here you are talking about water from a different perspective. Yeah. And, uh, and your passion for water seems to be the connectedness, the interconnectedness with things, with all the other elements, mm -hmm. with polarities and that is the source of life. So tell us more about that. Yeah, <laughs> this is really profound. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to know that I, I'm, I'm, I'm researching like by uh, intuition. No, I'm just observing. I'm listening to people. I just see what resonates with me, uh, what I can go with, no? what, what I can feel inside. So the more I try to learn about the water, the more I find out that I don't know anything. 
Um, but water, we call it like a resource, but it is the source of life. No, there is an expression in Hawaiian language which is called Waiola, and it is uh, saying water of life, like even water of life, not not water is life. So it is really uh, sacred to the people there and. Um, It was really, really fascinating for me to find out that it's also the Hawaiian form of my name. So mm -hmm. um, there's the connection again. Um, yeah, for me, water is the connection, but it's also the movement, no? To really let life flow through us. How can we manage this in our modern life that we are living, no? We mm. are educated to go straight line no? we have to have our focus and we have to go straight there how can we flow with life and not getting lost mm. so you're telling us from going from straight line and getting from a to b to find that water the water in us can take us to the same place through a different way which is much more mystical mysterious and flowing yes and relational mm -hmm. it's almost like the relational field because if i go from a to b it's just like i'll go to where i want and i go and grab it yeah and it doesn't maybe take into account all the other things that are on the way yeah and yeah. we see that in our society a lot it's like go get it yeah rather than go get what you want feeling everything and relating with everything that's on its way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is the image that I get from yes. you. Yeah. And so tell us a little bit, because you said that water is life. Tell us more about what you mean by water is life and source. Yeah. Of course, it is said that we have our origin in the water, no? And whenever we look for life, we're looking for water. Um, yeah, it is, it is so important for life, but somehow we got used to being there, no? We're not connected to it anymore. Um, yeah, but we really are water. We are 70% water. We are born with a higher percentage. And then it said, that the water percentage in our body is going down when we get older. By the water, we are connected to life. We are communicating about water, and even water is communicating with us. Uh, our blood has the same structure and um, the same composition like the plasma of the sea. So we are born surrounded by water, in our mother's womb. So water is always our source. Water is the source of life and the conductor. is a conductor to connection. And it brings us to a place of um, fluidity and capacity to relate to the environment through the water, the blood, It's full of, is the transconductor for all the nutrients mm -hmm. to feed the body the combustion and the energy it needs. Yeah. 
right? And so what you were saying earlier on is that the relationship with water has become disconnected. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, we drink water every day. It comes through our tap. We we consider it like, okay, it's clean. It looks clean. That's what it is. We don't have any idea, or most of the people know, how water could really taste, how fresh it could taste, and how our body could absorb it when it's water which is natural, which is pure, which is full of life, no? Um, this is the first disconnection. And then there are influences that have marked our bodies for a long time, no? Which we get into our bodies through nutrition and water, of course, because water is what we take in every day at a big amount. It's two liters. It's like two kilos of a nutrient or it's an element that we consume, that we, that we nourish ourselves with every day. And somehow it got like, yeah, we don't take, we take it too much into consideration, no? the quality of the water and what might be in the water, which is also influencing us in a way that we really cannot connect anymore to the water like we did before, like we, we were able before. There are substances um, like glyphosate, which is used in agriculture nowadays and to a big extent, um, or fluor, which is really um, taking away this connection from us. Mm. So we don't realize mm -hmm. how we could be connected. Mm -hmm. And the way to reconnect might be to drink really pure living water. Right. <laughs> so you're saying that the way we relate at the moment to water and the lack of importance of the quality of water becomes a hindrance for us to be able to read life and to connect with the cosmos, with, with feelings, mm -hmm. with one another, And um, we don't know that the, the waters in us, because they're poor, they don't have the aliveness, the composition that you were talking about, about that uh, hexagonal shape is, is kind of very hard to get into that shape because the water is stagnant, there's no movement, and it's an, in its natural properties. Mm -hmm. It's making us disconnect and stagnant yes and unable to reach that innate connection that we see like with children because they're so young they drank very little of the poor water they are full of a life they can transmute right and as we see as we get older the poverty of our food water intake begins to show in our bodies. Mm -hmm. And I'm also thinking now about cancer. Cancer, as I understand it, it's cells not talking to each other, right? Yeah. It's this connection. So they're going and say, oh, we're going to go to the liver. We're going to do more liver. But they're not saying it to everybody else. And so the body doesn't know that there is a group that's going to create more liver. And then that we call it a tumor. And so the whole thing is, in chaos rather than in flow. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So this is kind of the images that I'm having. So yeah. what you're telling us is that we need to return to drink water in its original state. And how do we do that? How do because the water they sell us out there and in the restaurants or in the tap is not that water. Yeah. Um let me say something about nutrition and um vitality, you know, of of nutrition. Because for me it's also very interesting and it is not about uh really which uh which plant we take in or even which meat it's about how much life we get how much energy we get with our food so the same with the water no it is um not the same to to eat a salad which is taken out of the ground a week ago and it has been transformed or uh, packed into plastic than going out under the sun in your garden and and take out fresh fresh salad no and this salad is bringing life into you it's really bringing life energy into you and victor schauberger uh this man who was observing the um, nature he also said that he was always talking about life creating energies and life destroying energies or energies which mm, make it more difficult for life to evolve. Mm-hmm. And he was also talking uh, talking about like cancer in in nature and the plants and always related to chaos. Mm-hmm. When we get back to harmony, when we get back to be aligned with nature, with our true nature, with our higher self, no, with our mm-hmm. passion with with what we came here to, mm-hmm. we are we are not in conflict anymore. That means we are in that structure that water is when it's natural when it's alive no so you're telling us that um we don't realize the importance of this water uh, that we drink because actually the salad is also water mm-hmm. and it all becomes yeah. yeah is there's a lot of liquid and and the food however solid it is is turned into water structure so you're saying that this water that is in this state that it's not allowing us to feel in a state of goodness in a state of liveness in state of energy and connection mm-hmm. which we tried so hard to achieve when it's actually our natural state so yeah. are you telling us that if we drank good water mm-hmm. yeah water that is very close to the water you would get direct from a fountain our ability to connect would be really easier for us i feel that it's always connected with all elements like water is one aspect no like going back to original natural spring water which is full of life which is pure which uh does not have many pollutants inside it does not have so many minerals inside which are not absorbable for ourselves but the same with the sun we have to go out get sun no get the energy of the sun always in balance if it's too much our body would tell us it's too much but nowadays we really miss the sun we really miss going out and getting this pure energy from the sun uh we also uh can connect to the earth by really touching the earth 
and mm-hmm. and going inside mm-hmm. uh, the forest and climbing up the mountain and walking barefoot. Barefoot, because that's that's something that's how that's, we connect. No. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, with our passion, with fire, no? this is this is how we connect. Right. It's not only the water, but water is like one very important aspect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And we feel water. It's clean. I don't know sometimes it's so hard to really uh, get also connected to somebody who just doesn't have this connection that doesn't have this yeah this this feeling that there's something more no yeah people would say yeah but my water is clean what's the difference between a clean water and a clean water which also has energy yes yes because it's not um it's not visible yeah. And people believe what they see, yes. Rather than they have to have the experience and want to invest on that so that they could feel the difference. And I'm thinking about this experiment that I did with my children when they were little, which is we took uh, two plants, same, mm-hmm. same stage of development, and one we gave water from the tap, full of chlorine. And another one we gave filtered water, good water that we we had at the time. And the difference was incredible on the development of the plant. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a very simple experiment. And also probably most people know about uh, Imoto mm-hmm. um, and the experiments he did about what you say to the water, the transmissions you give to the water, love, hate, indifference, would make a massive difference in the infrastructure of the water. And that was a big boom at the time. Yeah. And so if we're full of water and I say to you, I hate you, I hate you, so what's going to happen to your infrastructure? Yes. Yeah. And if that's why we want love, we want recognition, we want attention mm-hmm. to get our water to create molecules, which is this shape, which is the shape of life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and what you're saying is like, well, you can't ask people to, to, to say, I love you, I love you all the time. You can say that to yourself, but you can also drink water that's mm-hmm. already full of love life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And have you experienced yourself the change? Did you drink water that wasn't alive before and then after? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I I love doing experiments because I want to see, I want to feel, no? And you know, Masaru Emoto, he was taking pictures of frozen water. And special conditions, then he could, he was able to photograph the molecules, and he could see beautiful star-shaped hexagonal forms, and they're always unique, like we are. Mm. You can see this is hexagonal. This is a star form. It's super beautiful. It's harmonic. It's easy for us to distinguish between harmony and and chaos. Mm. We see a picture, and. He saw um, different beautiful shapes. First, he was looking into water at at itself. Like spring water had these hexagonal shapes, but water from a river, which was flowing, which which was polluted, it had like chaos structures. There was no pattern. There was no fractal. There was no uh, form that we recognize in nature. And then he was looking into 
how water is influencing us and we can influence the water with our own consciousness and using words, using thoughts, making experience uh, experiments even with people to focus on, on love. And he always found that if there was, when there was alignment, love, gratitude, he saw these hexagonal beautiful shapes. And if not, it was more chaos, no? Mm -hmm. uh, and I also did experiments. I've, on the one hand side, I freeze water. I just take a cup. I pour the water in. I put like a um, tap on top and I put it in the freezer overnight. In the morning, excited, <laughs> I take it out, wait a little bit until I can uh, turn it over. And then I see the pureness of the water, the movement inside of the water or the energy. Um, and when it's pure, when it's full of life, then I see a structure which is like a, it's like a Christmas tree full of rays of light or full of rays of water. I don't know if there's any expression <laughs> in, sign, uh, in science uh, for, these, for these shapes, but I can see the difference to tap water, which is more, it has a center, which is like a milky, but the water doesn't develop shapes mm -hmm. or some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Masori Moto was taking, was doing this experiment with rice in water, uh, telling the water, I love you, I hate you, to the next one, and ignoring the third glass of water. He was taking three glasses of water. And I did this experiment, and I found out after like three months <laughs> that the water I was expressing my love to every day got fermented. The rice got fermented and it smelled like alcohol. Nice way. Natural, no? For me, like a, like an intestine, which can, uh, um, have space for, a, for microorganisms, which are life creating. And I, the, the second glass of water, I, I expressed hate. I told the water, I hate you which is not so easy for me. I felt like I was not really hating the water, but it worked because at the end of the three months, this water smelled like rotten potatoes. Not very nice. But the really penetrant um, smell came from the third one, which was the water I ignored. I just didn't look at it or just slightly, and then I went away. And this water smelled really really horribly it could be uh, smelled from like five meters distance the the color of the rice was yellow greenish and it was really really a rotten smell mm -hmm. so for me of course it shows uh, how different feelings change the water but apply to ourselves this is how we manifest in every second, mm -hmm. no? how we express ourselves and how life um, yeah, is, is expressing through us. If we are in a state of love, 
we get these beautiful hexagonal shapes in our, in our body, which we always create, but we we do it like naturally. We don't have the body that has to do a big effort to get into the to use energy to create hexagonal water, which we need for cell uh, communication to get nutrients in, take toxins out, mm. all the processes in the body, no? Um, and if we think of how we raise our children, then I also saw like, okay, if this is what happens to water, let's see, and what happens to us, if we ignore somebody, that's the worst thing we can do. It's worse than hating somebody because you still give the, that human the attention But if we ignore somebody, then we get into a state of, I'm missing love, no? I'm, I'm, I'm alone. Right. This is what we all are afraid of, no? We yes. all long for love and we all long for this yes. feeling of connection. Well, I mean, it's interesting, this uh, experiment, because I am aware that People say, and in myself, the worst insult or the worst hurt you can give to someone is to ignore them. Yeah. Because if you're fighting with them, you, you know, hate is the opposite to love, is the, is the space, is the absence of love, then it turns into hate because mm -hmm. we're not managing to connect. Right? Yes. So, but there's still a, an, a relationship through that, through that war. But if you ignore mm -hmm. someone, Uh, or we ignore parts of ourselves, parts of our bodies, yes. parts yeah. of our emotions, then it becomes destruction. Mm -hmm. It becomes, as you say, it's the worst smell. So this is kind of such an enlightening reference to what we do in the act of ignoring is the total withdrawal of life. Yeah, And of course, especially to our children, but how we were related to and we can all we talked about that in other episodes yeah how we build our relationships based on the original model of relationship we were in and how mm -hmm. our parents talk to us or didn't and the expectations we have and that blueprint is in our cellular structure It is. And then we go out there, we have full of ideas and ambitions and then we begin to relate Especially, I'm thinking now as well, we fall in love and people, probably the molecular structures go, wow, you know. And then in no time, the other conditioning, the parts of us that can't live up to that beautiful radiant structure begin to kick in. Mm -hmm. And then we begin to behave in ways that destroys yes. that connection, that love. Isn't yeah. it? And funnily enough, this is something I want to be bringing in my next episode, which is the fear of intimacy, of gazing, of silence. When you're in front of someone and not to fill the gap with anything mm -hmm. or to look into somebody's eyes and just rest in that is something that either lovers do or if there is a different connotation, but not with people, not mm -hmm. with friends, unless there's something very tragic going on. If there's an intense emotion, yeah. then you look or you want to help them, you look into their eyes, you know. But otherwise, it's like a taboo. I think it's a fear of lo of losing your identity. Yes. Because, because our ego is just like that bubble around us, Yes, which is 
making possible all these experiences, no? I see me, I see you, I see the differences between us. Yes. And when we really, really connect on a deep level, like really looking us deep in the eyes, it's like we become one bubble. We become one bubble. So we're back on the bubble. <laughs> the bubble of water, the bubble of life. Yeah. yeah. So then then therefore we're afraid because we don't know if we'll be able to remain mm -hmm. unique individuals yes. with our own thinking, our own decision making, our own seeing, and be open to the oneness of the other. So here we are, it's like with same water, but different drops. Can I keep my integrity mm -hmm. of my own drop and connect with your sameness, which your drop is yeah. full of the same water that mine is? Yeah. We are in the same source, mm -hmm. but different expressions. So yes. This is, and of course, again, if we were, and I'm experiencing this with you now, I can just see I'm talking to you and as we developing this water, I can feel our radiance, our skin, our water is very happy. <laughs> and there is this intimacy between us. And as we naming that, there's more and more radiance. Mm -hmm. And as we soften to the fear of like, I'm the interviewer and you're the interviewee. And here we are talking about water but actually allowing it to flow and to happen, it's its absolutely beautiful. Yes. Because we're inviting life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it really guides you in these moments. Exactly. Then the fear comes in and it takes you out. But when you're really connected, yes. magical things happen. Right. Really. And, and you really, when you trust yes. in life, if you don't lose that trust yes. one second, you are guided and, and one thing comes to the other and makes you flow yes. through life, no? And everything comes back. And now I'm coming back to what happened when I asked you that question about what was the difference before and after when you were drinking different types of water. Yeah. And then you went to the experiment and Correct. then we've gone somewhere else. Yeah. So can you tell us what is your own personal experience mm -hmm. of drinking water that it's already full of life. What, yes. what, before and after, tell us. Yeah. I mean, when I grew up, I was drinking mineral water because this is typical in Germany. It's water in, in mostly also in, in bottles of, of glass, but it has um, bubbles. Yeah. And somehow you don't taste water, it just gets in and it fills you up. And then it's like, okay, I have enough. And then when I came here, I really, really felt the smell. I, uh, I felt, I, I taste, I had the taste of the water. I felt there was something not in line with nature. No, this is like, I didn't feel the appetite to drink that water. And I guess many people have that feeling. No, many people tell you, ah, I don't, I don't drink a lot of water. I, I like my beer or I like my Coca-Cola or I drink a little bit of water but because I when I'm really thirsty, no? Not like because I really would like to feel and taste pure yeah. living water. I'm gonna have a glass of water. Yes. Mm. But for me it is like this now. Mm -hmm. I really feel how really pure water and energized water, water in movement gets absorbed by your body. It doesn't fill you up like, yeah. the body just absorbs it. Yeah. 
um, because he 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 wants that water, no? This mm. is the water that he recognizes. Mm. But do you feel it has changed you to to drink alive water in your life? I mean, obviously you have the passion of water and everything. Yeah. But can you say that you've changed, or people that you have guided towards drinking pure water? What changes have you seen? Yeah, of course you you feel the, the clarity. And people and, and feel how people um, start to get more aligned, no? To think about what is important in their lives and uh, think about nutrition. They open up easier to to life, let's say. And then there are many conditions that people are or ha have been used to that that can go away just by drinking water because. When you drink pure living water, it's like you're, you 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 start drinking water again first of all, right. and many many people are dehydrated, and yes. there are many studies that show that just by drinking water, yes. we can get back to to balance and we can back yes. get back to health. Yes, thyroid problems, mm. um, obesity. There are so many conditions where, with just by starting to drink real pure water we can we can get back on the track to health yes i mean that's a huge impact what mm -hmm. you're talking about just drinking water going back to health i mean for some of the audience that might be listening to this it might be kind of quite a far-fetched concept but yeah. it feels like uh, vital and I'm thinking about my dogs mm -hmm. because when we go for walks and they get very thirsty because they love running and then they stop somewhere and and they look at me and they and they guide me to mm -hmm. where the water is but yeah. of course I don't know how to take out the water from this place you know, but if there is a fountain, well, a showers or in the, you know, on, on the beach, they know exactly mm -hmm. all the, not because they know the territory, they feel the vibration of yes. the water of and course. they know where water is. Yeah. And there's some water in the house when I give them tap water and I put, they won't drink it. Yeah. They have to be desperate to drink yeah. that water. Yeah. Yeah. And the animals, uh, living with animals as I do, I feel how connected they are to the environment and what's happening. So when you speak like that, it makes me feel like if we don't have our water's pure, clear crystal, we won't be able to read the environment. Because as we said earlier on, water is the conductor from one thing to another. True. So then we become insensitive and uh -huh. disconnected. Yes. And then we don't feel, which yes. was my episode yes. that I was talking about, about we lost our capacity to be present and to acknowledge and to read the feelings that our environment evokes in us and the emotions, because they're information, not to react. We either express them or suppress them because we don't know how to be with them in a way that is information that mm -hmm. I have to feel, be present to, and it will give me the guidance I need in response to that situation. Yes, that's what came to me. You get more sensitive, right? To life, no. You get more sensitive, and I feel this is a good moment to bring to a close our conversation of becoming more sensitive. And I'm going to leave it at this point because there is fear 
in yeah. our culture about sensitive people yes. and being sensitive. Mm -hmm. And we insult each other by saying, oh, you're too sensitive. Yeah. 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 And people who are sensitive are children or people who have no power. True. <laughs> and, and then the last episode, two, three episodes ago, we talked about power and aggression and anger or violence. And it was very clear with our conversation with Natasha that power, true power only comes when you're in a state of vulnerability, receptivity, because then you connect to source, yes. not the conceptual egoic power, which is defended until life. Mm -hmm. But it's about receiving the life, the molecule of infrastructure of life that is connected, and then you do a connected action, mm -hmm. unlike what we see in the world today. So yeah. everything is like bringing us to the same place. Are we connected and sensitive and vulnerable enough to allow life in? So true. <laughs> so Viola, it's been really good to be here with you. I didn't know at the beginning what we were going to do, what was water going to bring us from the perspective that you are seeing water, because as you know, we don't know each other, we just mm -hmm. met. But you're just giving me a fantastic transmission and I've enjoyed this journey of water and I'm going to get in onto it. I think I drink good water. <laughs> I'm going to kind of like make new decisions. And for everyone else who's listening to this episode, if you want to know more about Viola and her journey with water and how to bring into your life the best water possible, given the circumstances that we live in, then please look at the link below and you'll have all the bio and you can get in touch with her and she can bring you into the water of life. Thank you. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you so much for it giving me this opportunity to talk about the water and just to leave you with one um, inspiration. Whenever you drink water, connect to it, say thank you, feel that gratitude because our ancestors, they always did it. They were praying, they were saying thank you before eating because water is not always, not only in the pure water, it's in our food. And whenever we give our um, gratitude into it, it changes energetically. And we can do this. And then water will give back this gratitude. Wow. So, beloved audience, here we go. A little practical advice from Viola to bring this water alive in us and to be in a state of gratitude to the water. So thank you for listening and I'll be with you very shortly with another passionate episode on silence and our fear of gazing and being with one another. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Mm -hmm.